Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Walk up to one person, just say, It's so nice to see you again. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you, Pastor Andy. Pastor Andy is doing the job. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always nice. Don't let anything tamper with your joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So it's important we always rejoice. Oh, glory to God. Are you excited to be here? How many of you know that God loves you so much? How many of you know that you are the one God loves the most? (laughs) Okay, how many of you know that there has never been a time when God was not thinking about you? He is always thinking about you. You are the apple of his eyes. You are the thought that fills his heart. Every morning, noon, and night. You know, God has your picture in his wallet. He tattooed your name in his hands. Have you seen places like that before in the Bible? He said, I've engraved your name in my palm. God loves you so much. Glory to God. Okay. Um, before I fly into the word of God, Pastor Andy, is my mic okay? Did I position it the right way? Okay. Is it positioned? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm new to this job. <laughs> Okay, Father, we thank you. Lord, we know it's going to be an awesome time. We know as we feed on the word, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. So we've been on a series. We've been checking the good news of Christ or the gospel. You could call the gospel good news. Gospel simply means good news. So I'll be using them interchangeably. When I say good news, I mean gospel. When I say gospel, I mean good news but the good news of christ we've been exploring that and i've been laying a lot of emphasis started last week and i said jesus has done for you what you could never do for yourself right um you know as a child before you are born into the world your parents makes conscious effort that at the least they made provision available for some of the things you will need before you come into the world right so you get things for the baby even the, before the baby is born. It's not the other way around. It's not that you give us your baby and say, oh my God, what does he need? No, you as a parent, you just at the least get some baby things. So you make provision available long before the child comes into the world. And this is a picture of what God did for Adam in the beginning when God created the world, or better said, the heaven and the earth first. And on day five, God puts man in the ready-made provision for man to just enjoy and that's a picture of salvation whereby jesus did everything on your behalf and then your own responsibility is to put faith in what he has done and then you receive eternal life eternal life is a gift god has given to everybody who believes the gift of salvation is a gift the holy spirit is a gift if you're here and you are not sure whether you have the Holy Spirit of, or not, then you must be born again. When you get born again, God gives you freely His Spirit. God doesn't charge people. God doesn't bill people. He gives people for free. How many of us likes free stuff? 
I like free stuff. Salvation is free. It's free because why? Jesus paid the price. Glory to God. Romans chapter 1. Let's read some scriptures. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. This is our, our main scripture. The Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation. We can have it on this slide so that everybody can see it. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the goodness of Christ. The moment you understand the gospel of Christ, you won't be ashamed to share this good news. If I know a place where you can get free food, I shouldn't be ashamed to tell you about where you can get it. You understand what I mean? If I tell you, you know, there's a place you can get free money, I shouldn't be ashamed to tell you about it if I really love you. Do you agree with me? And it's the same thing with salvation. When you know that when a man puts his faith in what Jesus has done, automatically his faith is credited unto him as righteousness, you shouldn't be ashamed to tell people about this good news. Because Jesus has done for them what they could never do for themselves. Except if I don't love you. That's when I won't tell you if they are sharing free money somewhere. Right? But if, because I love you, I will tell you where they are sharing free money if I know a place. But this is greater than any money you can ever receive. The gift of salvation. And Jesus has done for all of us. So the Bible says, Paul was speaking here. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? You see, when I share the good news, it is the power very definite the power of god unto salvation is the gospel of christ when the gospel of christ is being preached in the right context when somebody begins to lay emphasis on what jesus has done for you miracle happens i'm going to show you one of the major miracles that happened in the new new testament whereby it was just by preaching the good news of christ and the miracle happened and it's the same today when the gospel is being preached when emphasis is being laid on what jesus has done for you automatically transformation happens in your life you know new year resolution doesn't transform anybody at times they're just set of rules and other do's and don'ts we give ourselves so that we can join the clique of those people that say well now I have a new resolution but when you preach the gospel of christ which is the gospel of grace grace revolution changes people it transforms you our transformation only lies in christ jesus if you want to break free from any form of addiction, you just have to rest in Jesus and focus on what he has done for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says, As we behold his glory as in the glass, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Oh boy, why would you say I can be transformed by just looking at Jesus? You know, Peter walked on water. Do you know what he did? The only thing he did was just look unto Jesus. And as long as he was focused on Jesus, he was walking on water. So the gospel of Christ is the power, very definite. The power of God unto salvation. Last week I explained salvation in that context is encompassing. It means it's not just for the salvation of your soul when you go born again. If you have a pain in your body right now by just hearing the gospel, healing takes place. That's what it means the moment you begin to feed more on what jesus has done for you the irony is at times if you are not hearing what jesus has done for you you may be hearing what you may need to do for jesus so but in, in crossover i want to make sure you hear more for you what jesus has done for you not more things you should do for jesus 
Religion will tell you, you got to do this for God. You got to do that for God. And the list doesn't end. But Christianity and the gospel lays emphasis on what has already been done for you, which you could never do for yourself. So the next question is, Yinka, what did Jesus do for me that I could never do for myself? Give us the next two slides. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So God made Jesus that did not commit a sin, that knew no sin. God made him to be a sin so that today we can become the righteousness of God. I know there was a time when I was preaching on God is not angry with you. And I brought out two people here to show us the illustration of what Jesus did for us. And I brought somebody on my left hand side. I brought somebody on my right hand side. And I said, one person represents Jesus, the blameless, the spotless person who has never committed a sin. And then the other person on the right-hand side represents man, who, who the Bible says all our righteousness, they're like rags, self-righteousness in that context. And then so man committed sin, Jesus had never committed a sin. So what God did on the cross is that he made Jesus become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So there was an identity transfer. Did Jesus become sin by doing anything wrong? No. He didn't do anything wrong. It was not a sin that made him a sinner. It was because God loves you. So God carried your sin, put it on the body of Jesus so that when you got born again, he carried the righteousness of Jesus and he put it onto you. So that every benefit of a righteous man is now your portion. Because Jesus took every punishment of a sinful man. Are we still with me? Are we still here? So God made him who never sinned. I love the NLT. Who never sinned. To be the offering for our sins. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. Whoever you are saying, I am made right with God. Because of what Jesus has done. This, nobody can hand this kind of thing. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel. That you can be made right with God, the holy God. Just by putting your faith in what Jesus has done. That is the gospel of Christ. Your good works cannot save you. If you're a good person, well, I don't use cause words, I don't use fair words. That will not save you. That is not what saves you. Well, I don't lie, I don't cheat. It won't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can save you. So even if you feel as if you're a good person, and what you mean by a good person is you are relatively good compared to somebody else. Because in the sight of God, our works cannot save us. Only our faith in Jesus can save us. This is why when you want to get born again, you say you put your faith in what Jesus has done. And that is the gospel. Glory to God. And then last week, I remember, let's, let's have the next slide, Romans chapter 4. I remember I told you if you want to go for evangelism, and then you need a scripture to keep in mind. This is a scripture to keep in mind. You know, let me take it a step further. I've been trying to explain what the gospel is, laying emphasis on it. But I hope you know, scaring people with hell is not the gospel. You know, it's true that if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, it's actually true that they have not crossed from death to life. If Jesus is to come back or they are to pass away from this world, if they don't believe in Jesus, they are going to hell. That is true. But that is not the gospel. That is not the good news. 
<laughs> Pastor Andy. <laughs> Pastor Andy said that's the bad news. Even though it's true, if you don't put your faith in Jesus, no matter how good of the person you think you are, you're still not going to heaven. <laughs> you gotta put your faith in what Jesus has done. But again, that's still not a, because that's not good. That's scary. Even though it's true, it's scary, right? But the good news is Jesus did for all of us what we could never do for ourselves. And what did he do? Romans chapter 4, verse 25. He was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. You must never forget these two things that happened to Jesus. He died and God raised him from the dead. Why did he die? Because of our sins. Why did God raise him from the dead? For our justification. This is very important. You know, as a believer, this should be one of the first things you must understand. If you don't understand this, it will affect your relationship with God. And that's a topic on its own. If you don't know you are made right with God, it will affect your relationship with God. You will always think that God loves you according to the measure of your goodness. You will always think God loves you only when you perform. You will place your relationship with God based on performance. Because you will think the day you come to church is when God loves you. So the day you think you don't come to church, you feel like God doesn't love you. It's because you still don't understand Romans chapter 4 verse 25. Romans 4 25 makes you understand. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus and what he has done. He was raised to life to make us right with God. Why are you righteous today? Because God raised Jesus from the dead. Again, all of these things has nothing to do with you. You are only the recipient of what Jesus has already done. That's good news to me. That somebody did something and I mean, because of what he did, me, I'm forgiven by believing because of what Jesus did. I'm made right with God. I love that Jesus. I love that kind of Jesus. So I think we can preach that good news instead of scaring people with, if you don't repent, you will go to hell. <laughs> because even though that is true, that is not the good news that will bring the power of God unto salvation to happen. The good news of Christ is you can be saved today no matter who you are, no matter where you are from, no matter your background, no matter what you've done, no matter what you did overnight. As long as you're here and you see Jesus in the beauty of his holiness and you want to put your faith in what he has done, you can be saved now and you are righteous now, the moment you go born again. And if you're all born again here, I hope you know our righteousness is of the Lord. So that means I'm not more righteous than you are because I'm a pastor. No. We all have equal right and standing in the sight of God. We can all come boldly to the throne of grace and find help in time of need. God loves you so much. He doesn't love me more than he loves you. God doesn't love Pastor Andy more than he loves you. <laughs> God loves you so much. Don't you love the God that loves you so much? And when you feed on truths like this, it transforms your life. Even in the way you relate with people, in the way you serve God. You understand you are not serving God so that he can love you. You are serving God because he already loved you with an everlasting love. So that, that naturally motivates the purpose, the reason why we do what we do for God. Long before you were born, Jesus paid a price for you. When God was saving you, you did not do anything. Have you ever read Romans chapter 5? The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for all. He died for all of us while we were sinners. When we didn't deserve it. We all deserved hell. God gave us heaven through Jesus Christ. And now today you are born again. You are here. Your face is looking radiant. The glory of God is upon your life. Why? By just putting your faith in what Jesus has done. Glory to God. Are we still here? So the emphasis of the gospel, the gospel lays emphasis on what Jesus has done. That's why it's good news. It's because Jesus has done it. Again, two things I say you should keep in mind. Jesus died. Let me quickly test you. Why did Jesus die? 
Glory to God. And why did God raise him from the dead? Glory to God. And that is the good news. That is the good news. His death brought about my forgiveness of sins. His resurrection brought about my right standing with God. So anytime you want to pray and you are trying to disqualify yourself because you've not, you feel as if you are not worthy, remember the scripture. You are made right because of what Jesus has done, not because of what you do or what you don't do. The enemy always wants you to focus on yourself. He wants you to look at the things you are not doing enough. And then when you do, he wants you to see that you are not really, really doing as much as somebody else is doing. The day you don't do, it makes it feel bad. You see, you call yourself a Christian and you are not doing. So he points you to yourself. Whereby even when you do, you are not doing enough. When you don't do, you see, and you call yourself a Christian, you are not doing. So he condemns you either ways. But you know, Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So you got to understand what Jesus has done for you. It will change everything. Your life will, it changes when you understand this truth. Because this is the gospel of Christ that makes the power of God available unto salvation. So our focus is not on ourselves. We are the recipient of what happened on the cross. We are the beneficiary of what has happened on the cross. So the emphasis of the good news of Christ is not on us, what we should do for God. It's on what God, through Christ, has done for every one of us. In the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, that should be the next slide. The Bible says this is real love. Give us the next slide. You know, we are in a world where people are desperately looking for this thing called love. People are really looking for real love. Netflix is preaching their own kind of love. Secular musicians are preaching their own kind of love. But you know, we have the secret called real love. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Wherever you say, God loves me so much. He sent his son to take away all my sins. This is the gospel. This is awesome. You know, there is a kind of joy that comes and dominates your heart when you know that you are forgiven. There is a kind of joy. David in the book of Psalms chapter 32 says, Blessed is the man whose iniquities are forgiven. Psalms chapter 32 verse 1. Paul quoted it in Romans chapter 4. He said, David also spoke about the blessedness of the man whose sin are forgiven, whom the Lord does not impute sin. The reason why today, even when you mess up, the reason why God is not imputing your sin to you is because over 2,000 years ago, God imputed all of your sins on the body of his son, Jesus Christ. And this is, these are powerful truths. These, blessed are your ears for the things you are hearing. These are powerful truths. I don't want you to ever allow the enemy to guilt trip you. I don't want you to never allow the enemy to condemn you. Because as far as God is concerned, if you are born again, he nailed all your sins to the cross. In Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible says, I will be merciful unto your unrighteousness and your sins and iniquity I will remember no more. God is not keeping record of your sins. And I'm going to show you some of the scriptures before we leave. Are, are you getting blessed? Glory to God. So the Bible says, not that we loved God. The emphasis of the gospel is not me telling you, do more things for God. Come to church by 2 o'clock. You, you must join the... That will wear you out at some point. You will get tired easily. You might even stop coming to church. If you check most of the times when people stop coming to church, most of the time it's because they've tried everything 
possible to please that God. <laughs> and then they, they, they couldn't please him anymore. And then, you know what? I'm tired. And they, they are honest in their mind, but somebody needs to let them understand. It's not about you loving God. It's about him loving you that produces your love for him. If your love for him is not a byproduct of his love for you, 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 you wear out at some point. You will grow you. You will be tired. You will be discouraged. Much if something not so favorable happened in your life, you say, well, and I'm serving God and this happened. Because somewhere in your mind, you think God is dealing with you according to your performance. And then when you think like that, you are putting Jesus out of the equation because God doesn't deal with you based on you. He deals with you based on Jesus and what he has done for you. This is a powerful truth. Again, blessed are your ears for the things they hear. So the Bible says real love is not our love for God. It's God's love for us. Give us the next slide. In the book of Revelation, Jesus was writing the message to the seven churches. And then there's Ephesians church. Another translation called Ephesus church. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 verse 4, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. This church, Jesus was telling them, Jesus was writing to every churches, and he was writing to the leaders of every churches. You, you hear something like, to the messenger of this particular church, or to the angel of a particular church. And that's talking about the messenger, the leader of each of the churches, seven churches. And then in this context, the only thing Jesus has against this church is they have left their first love. What is first love? First love is not our love for God. First love is God's love for us. So that's why the Bible tells us real love is not our love for God. So again, you can read this one time and say, oh, I need to love God the more. You know, that's not what he's saying. In this context, he's saying you have left your first love. You stop talking about how much I love you. How much I love you and I give up my son for you. So God was telling this church to go back to preaching the first love, which is God's love for the church. You know, the Bible says in the book of First John chapter 4, verse 18, I believe, the Bible says there is no fear in love. I hope you know any time you are afraid, and I want you to be honest with yourself going forward, any time you catch yourself being afraid, just say, no, I refuse to be afraid. I allow the love of God to melt away this fear. Because 1 John 4, 18 says there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out every fear. He who is afraid, I'm rephrasing now, has not been made perfect in love. Anytime you are afraid is because as at that time you are scared is because you have forgotten that God loves you. Let me prove this to you practically speaking. If there's any area of your life right now you're worried about, you're afraid about, it's because in that area you are still yet to renew your mind to remind yourself that God loves you. Inka, what do you mean? So let's say right now you have a test or an exam and you are scared. Oh my God, what if, what if I don't pass? And you're scared and you're afraid. The Bible says, he who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. Now, as at that moment when you are scared, you have forgotten that God loves you so much that he can actually make you pass that exam because he loves you. So when we forget that God loves us so much that the thought he has for us, they are thought of good and not of evil, fear comes in. If we have any financial obligation in the future to meet and we are scared, it's because we've forgotten that God loves you so much to provide for you according to his riches and glory. He's not providing according to your needs. Is providing according to his riches and glory. That means he gives you what you need, he gives you much more. I could go on and on. This is not even my message. So the Bible says you have left your first love. First love is God's love for us. So we need to lay emphasis on the fact that he loved us. He gave up himself for us. Glory to God. Let's go to the next slide. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do we have anything on the next slide? Do we have anything on the next slide? 
Okay. So I've been let's stop Galatians chapter one. So I've been preaching a lot on the gospel, on the gospel of Christ, gospel of Christ, and and then um, I'm, I'm gonna pray with my brother before the end of the service. Yeah, but, but for now I just want to make sure I finish this message. <laughs> and so Galatians chapter one verse eight, the Bible says, when the Bible is talking about the gospel of Christ, which I've been laying emphasis on, but Galatians chapter one verse eight says, but even if we Paul was preaching here, if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you let them be under god's cause god protects his gospel god doesn't want you the sheep to hear any other gospel apart from the gospel of christ in fact god loves you so much god said if anybody preaches any other thing apart from the true gospel of christ let the person be under god's cause because god loves you god wants you to be nourished with the word the bible says we should feed the sheep not poison the sheep <laughs> feed god's sheep <laughs> not beat them, feed them. And we feed you our responsibilities as pastors. We feed you by showing you the true gospel, by pointing you to what Jesus has done for you that you could never do for yourself. By making you understand, by true is dead, you are forgiven. True is resurrection, you are made right with God. Very important. Very, very important. If you have guilt on your conscience, it's because you don't know you are forgiven. If you have condemnation on your conscience, it's because you don't know you are forgiven. But preachings like this will set you free from that condemnation. I make you understand Jesus set you free from that guilt because he nailed all your sins and the punishment of your sins to the cross. Are we all still here? So the Bible says if we preach another gospel apart from the one we already preached to you. So Paul said it. He said apart from the one we preached. So there was a kind of gospel that Paul and the apostles preached. So I want to show you literally some of their teachings were recorded in the scripture. So I want to show you what Paul preached. I want to show you what Peter preached. Then I want to ask you if it tallies with what we are preaching. <laughs> so you'll be the judge of that, right? Act of Apostles chapter 13. Give us the next slide. So Paul said, if anybody preached any other thing apart from what we preached. Act chapter 13 is on it. So this is the gospel Paul preached. This was the message of Paul being recorded. Act chapter 13 from verse 38. The Bible says, Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed unto you. Have I preached that today? Have I reminded you that your sins are forgiven today for his namesake? Because this is the gospel Paul preached. Forgiveness of sins. Listen everybody. Not reminder of sins. Forgiveness of sins. The gospel is not to keep reminding you of the things you are not doing right. That's not the gospel. The gospel is to tell you what Jesus has done that made you right. That is the gospel. And then the next line says, through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. No, give, no, take, no, give, take it back to the previous slide. A justification, justification means being made right with God. It's used interchangeably with the word righteousness. A justification you were not able to attain under the law of Moses. So two things he talked about. Verse 8, he talked about forgiveness of sins. Verse 9 talks about justification, which is righteousness, being made right with God. That's what it means to be justified. Have I preached that today? Have I preached justification? Have I told you that you have been made right with God today? Because that's the gospel we preach. Give us the next slide. Let me read NLT of verse 39. NLT version of Act 13. Verse 13. Any, everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight. Have I preached that today? That is the gospel of Christ. So that when you go out to evangelize or someday when you are given the opportunity to do what I'm doing here, you remember the gospel we preach is to remind God's people that through what Jesus has done, all of their sins are forgiven 
the moment they put their faith in him and when they believe they are made right with god something our works could not earn us please keep this somewhere in your mind blessed are your ears for the things they hear give us the next slide so this is paul i want to show you the message of peter peter also was preaching cornelius house because where we are coming from is galatians chapter 1 verse 8 he says if anybody preaches any other thing apart from what we already preached to you let that person be under god's cause so we want to see what he preached paul preached forgiveness of sins and justification now this is peter peter was preaching at cornelius house act chapter 10 the bible says in verse 22 he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom god appointed as judge of the living and of the dead all the prophets testify about him listen everybody that everyone no matter who you are everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his what did peter preach forgiveness of sins what peter preached and what paul preached is this is, is there similarity between them yes forgiveness of sin is the crux of the gospel because sin has always been the problem between a holy god and a sinful man but jesus came to take away all our sins by his blood the more we amplify the forgiveness of sins the more god is happy because the death of his son is not in vain if we don't talk about the forgiveness of sins we are taking light of what happened to jesus on the cross because somebody bled he shed this blood so that your sins can be forgiven so i need to tell you what he has done for you you know today we take remembrance day we took remembrance we, in canada there was a remembrance day a few days ago right public holiday what were we remembering men that have done something great for the country right how much more the blameless spotless man that shed his blood for the entire world so if we would take one day to celebrate humans like me and you how much more we're always reminding us that jesus did for us what we could never do for ourselves what did he do he died why did he die for the forgiveness of your sins and then god raised him from the dead why did god raise him from the dead it's it's very important it is very important this is the foundation of your christianity it is very important no matter how many years you are in the church you need to understand this in fact hebrews chapter 5 says if you don't if you are, if you don't understand doctrine of righteousness the bible calls that person a babe hebrews 5 12 anybody who doesn't understand the righteousness as a gift the bible says the person is still a babe is unskillful in the words of righteousness you need to first of all understand the foundation that you are made right with god because of what jesus has done it will change everything and i know what i'm saying my life changed literally the day to the street my life completely changed the day i understood the truth transformation happened in my life i just fell in love with this jesus i couldn't help it and from that time till now for the rest of my life i'm just gonna love that jesus <laughs> because he loved me so much glory to god so this is the similarity between now let me show you one more thing this is act chapter 10. when peter was preaching this give me the next slide let me tell you what happened by just preaching the gospel verse 44 while peter was still speaking what was he speaking these words what were the words the words in the previous verse what was he preaching forgiveness of sins while he was still preaching forgiveness of sins the bible says the holy spirit came on all who heard the message he has not gotten to the part where he did attack all he has not gotten to the part where he said now if you want to give your life to jesus come out the holy spirit was so excited that these guys were hearing the true gospel and the holy spirit came on all of them so that simply means while he was speaking they believed in their heart 
because that's what, that's the, the reason why they could have received the holy spirit they believed whoa by putting my faith in jesus i'm born again and all my sins are forgiven in their heart they believed the holy spirit while he was speaking glory to god this is the gospel of christ this is the true gospel that by putting faith in what jesus has done all your sins are forgiven you know at times when we don't know our sins are forgiven we try to hurt ourselves we, we, in terms of, oh, I'm a failure. I shouldn't have done this. You know, when we say things like that, I regret doing this. A lot of those words we say to ourselves to beat ourselves, to hurt ourselves. But you shouldn't do that. You know why? Because Jesus was beaten so that you will never be beaten. Jesus was hurt on the cross so that you never hurt yourself. You know, at times when we, oh, glory to God. And at times when we try to hurt ourselves, we even hurt the people around us. Because we are still, we feel as if God is still condemning us. God is not condemning you. John chapter 3, everybody knows John 3.16, but not everybody knows John 3.17. You should read John 3.17. It will bless you. John 3.17 says, the Son of Man has not come to condemn the world. Because the world was already condemned. But Romans 8, one make you understand, he came to give you the gift of no condemnation. You know, there's this one billion dollar question people ask. They say things like, if God is love, why is he sending people to hell? You know, the truth of the matter is God is not sending anybody to hell. Actually, Jesus came to save us from hell. So anybody who still goes to hell possibly rejects God's gift through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And somebody has to unveil this truth. The truth of the matter is, if this is all you hear every Sunday, I mean exact word for word, I hope you know it's eternal and it will transform you. The same gospel that saved you is the same gospel that brings you to maturity. Because we need to consistently remind ourselves. Psalm 103, where the Bible says, Bless the Lord of my soul. David was schooling his soul. Bless the Lord of my soul. He said it in verse 1. He said it in verse 2. Reminding his soul the same thing. Bless the Lord of my soul. Because there's always a tendency for our soul to forget that's why we come to church every week to remind ourselves of the same truth over and over. Glory to God. Whereby I say, my sins are forgiven for his name's sake. This is what you have that your unbeliever friend don't have. You know, your unbeliever friend might have more money than you do. That is fine. But you have something that is priceless. There's no price tag on the forgiveness of sins. The Bible says you've been bought. You've been, the, the, your, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up. You've been bought with a price. That's what the Bible says. And that price is not money. It's the blood of Jesus. The precious, priceless blood of Jesus. So your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. That is the gospel. Somebody needs to preach that to us. Mushali, if you're born again, you must know that you are forgiven. Anytime the enemy comes to condemn you, to accuse you, say, no, I am forgiven because of what Jesus has done. Anytime the enemy makes you feel as if you have to pay for something because you've done something bad in the past, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, you say, no, 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 Jesus nailed all my sins and the punishment of my sins to the cross. So I'm a free man. Oh, glory to God. Your sin debt against the Holy God has been paid. There's no more judgment coming your way. Only God's goodness and favor is haunting you down. Glory to God. I'm going to wrap up in five minutes. Give us the next slide. Let me just bless us with more scriptures that confirms that your sins are forgiven. If you are born again, someone will give us the he who forgives. Can we say the next word? All. Do we know what all means? All your sins are forgiven. 
These are scriptures that blesses my heart. I wake up as a free man. It's hard for some of us to be down. Very hard. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm loved. I know I'm justified. I know I'm accepted. If there's anything I'm trusting about, I pray for it with full assurance of faith. God always hears my prayer. Why? Because I know all my sins are forgiven. You know, if I for one second think that all my sins are not forgiven, I hope you know it will affect the way I pray to God. Because I won't even be sure whether God will answer my prayer. But the moment I know that my sins are forgiven, I can just say, Father, I'm trusting you for this. And because you love me, if you could give me Jesus, Lord, you will give me this. And that, that has actually been the way I pray. I just say, Father, Lord, because if you could give me Jesus, then you give me this. Because I know the best, the greatest thing God can ever give, he already gave us on the cross. And that's his son. So if God will give you his son, then what is money? What is healing? Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? Glory to God. Give, give me the next slide. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is awesome. Psalm 103 verse 12. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. I know you know, they say parallel line doesn't meet. <laughs> east and west is opposite direction. Right? They, they will never come together. They are different directions. The Bible says, as far as, far as those directions are from the Bible says, so far as he removed our transgression from us. You know why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Am I pointing you to Jesus? Amen. And that is the gospel of Christ. Glory to God. I'm so glad. At times I wish I'm sitting down. Somebody's the one preaching this thing, pumping me with this truth. You are the most blessed person on the surface of the heart. You are the most precious person to God. He gave up himself for you. And if he could give up himself for you, is there anything you think God will not do for you? You think there's one, do you think there's one area of your life that God will not respond to? I don't think so. Because if he could die for my sins, then he will give us freely every other thing that pertains to life and godliness. Give us the next slide. Let me show us a, a couple of more scriptures and then I have three moments. The Bible says, come now. This is a good scripture to wrap up. The Bible says, come. Everybody, come. I don't mean literally. <laughs> but come now. Let us settle the matter. How many of you know that it's good to be the one concluding some matters as well, right? If I mean, to be the one, I, I mean, after I'm done here, Pastor Andy will come and close the service. That's a very honorary, honorary task to do. But God, let's see how God settles matter. God wants to settle a matter. So let's see, God, what matter are you trying to settle? Let us settle the matter, says the Lord. So that is God. Let us see how God settles matter. Though your sins are, are like scarlet, they, will be, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You are a free man. Don't allow yourself to be bound again with the thought of the past. He who the son has set free is free indeed. Give us the next slide and let's wrap up. We have two more minutes. I'm timing myself. I have two more minutes to wrap up and then we'll close the service. Ephesians to come back. This is one of my favorite verse. Currently, I'm teaching a series on Zoom, if or better still on Bible study, but we are transitioning to Zoom this Wednesday. We have Bible study every Wednesday. It will be awesome to have all of us on Zoom. Because from this Wednesday again, I'll just continue this series on the gospel of Christ. So I'll st- anywhere I stop it on Sunday, I'll teach it on Wednesday. 
where I stop it on Wednesday, I will teach it on Sunday. So Wednesday, if you want to be a part of the Zoom, you want to join the Bible study, just reach out to me or my wife after the service and then we'll look for a way to make sure you get the Zoom link. 7 o'clock every Wednesday. But Ephesians chapter 1 by 7, what did you say? Every Wednesday, that's right. <laughs> I taught on this verse when I was teaching the last two weeks on Ephesians 1, 7. In Christ, only for the person who is born again. So this is one thing again you have your unbeliever friend doesn't have. It doesn't matter how much they have in their account. It doesn't matter where they have. Versus in him we have redemption through his blood. Did the Bible say through your works? No. Through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Is it possible to measure the riches of God's grace? Nobody can measure the riches of God's grace. Can anybody measure the sand in the world? No. But the riches of God's grace is even much more than the sand in the world. The Bible says that is the measure of your forgiveness. The reason is because the person who died on the cross is the son of God himself. So he gave up himself for you because he loves you. Let nobody tell you that you are not loved. Don't let anybody tell you that. Because today you are loved. Why? Because God gave up his son for you. You matter to God. Anything that matters to you matters to God. Anything that you feel God feels because he loves you and he gave up his son for you. Can we all rise to our feet? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, glory to God. This is awesome. You know, there's a kind of joy. I'm going to bring Pastor Andy up shortly, but there's a kind of joy that comes to your heart when you know you're forgiven. You know, if you're owing somebody money, there's, there's your conscience, you're always running for the person, you're always scared of the person because you don't know whether the person will talk about it. But the day you know that somebody paid all your debt, you're a free man. There's confidence and then you come boldly to the presence of the person. All of your sin debt against the Holy God has been paid. Jesus paid all of them. Wherever you are saying, I am a free man because of what Jesus has done. I am a free man. Jesus made this possible. I am a free man. Because Jesus has set me free. I am free from all of my sins. And now I am the righteousness of God. God hears all my prayer. Because I now have a right standing with him. And my right standing today is because of what Jesus has done. God loves me so much. So I'm going to love the people in my life. God has forgiven me my sins. So I'm going to forgive the people in my lives. Let's say that one more time. <laughs> God has forgiven me all my sins. So I'm going to forgive all the people in my lives. Glory to God. Pastor Andy, you're welcome. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And what I'm doing right now, begin to speak to you in Psalms because Ephesians chapter 5 says, speaking to one another in, in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God in your heart. And I just want you to know, just like God says in Psalm 23, that He is your shepherd and He is always with you, even when you don't feel it. So you have all that you need. You may not see it because your sight is limited, but if you focus on this world, you realize you have all that you need long before you were born. His supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth. 
if he could give you jesus he will give you every other thing you would ever need long before you get to that season he has made provisions available for you and he wants you to know this don't focus on your bank account to define who you are if he could give you jesus he will give you everything god giving us jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you he has given you much more than you ever need so just focus on him because you have all that you need and he has made you to lie down in green as pastures in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and it leads you beside the still water where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god oh man and surely god's goodness god's favor god's unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus